At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We welcome you in. It is primetime action on a Friday night from the South Point Sportsbook Studio. I'm Ben Wilson. Look who we've got. Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, man? JVT in the house. Excited to be here. Uh, I have been on the show multiple times, but, you know, far away in my room with pants on. Uh, so it's excited to be here behind the desk uh, for yeah. the next three hours. Is this the first time you've actually been on the desk for a full three-hour show? Oh, well, no. Actually, if you want, so I can tell you. I mean, tell I'm you. saying for this specific show. Oh, yes, for this, for this specific okay. show, yes. I was going to say, I could tell you some horror stories. Not horror stories, but the You're first one of Easton, right? You were doing like the six-hour continuous. So yeah. the green zone used to be, in the early days, it was seven hours of content. And that was when we didn't really have like hard outs and clocks and stuff like that. So we get like two-minute breaks, like I think two, three times maybe, uh, an hour. And it was just me and Matt humans and we would just sit at the desk and we would just go over game after game after game for seven hours kept the company afloat wow that's why i'm the richest member of from the start from the start and now look at where we are that's right Jonathan Von Tobel, great, great to be with you on this, uh, this lovely Friday. We have uh, Isaiah Wrinkle behind the glass. He, he will not be showing his face, though, which is very sad. Makes me sad. I wish, I wish he would. Isaiah does have a bet, which I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, we're, we're back, baby. We've got Major League Baseball, finally. Yeah, finally. We had a couple games last night. We spent way too much time talking about live updates on uh, Detroit and Oakland in a game that maybe 1,500 people were at. But we have, at least in the next the 15 minutes here, five different games starting JVT. And there's one game in a rain delay. Padres-Mets, it'll be pushed back a little bit later. But overall here, uh, six games to start to start off this hour. Well, yeah, and, and good games, too, right? And good series uh, that are going to be underway. We get the Yankees and the Orioles, so we'll see if the Orioles can continue their winning ways. Uh, we get, of course, speaking of winning ways, it's later tonight, but Houston and Seattle, that's going to be an awesome matchup. Of course, Giants and Dodgers have been going on. It looked like the Dodgers were going to blow that yesterday. Ultimately, they do not. I mean, across the board, not only are these going to be some good games, I mean, these series uh, have some weight to them, especially now that we are past the All-Star break. I mean, hell, Cleveland-Chicago uh, is a very big, important big, series big for the series. White Sox yeah. as well, with Lucas Giolito taking on Cal so, no, I'm excited. Like, look, I follow baseball all year long, as we do here on the network, but uh, this is when you start to – these are when the games, they all matter, but, like, this is where you kind of it's, feel yeah. them. You know Final what I mean? 10 days before the yep. All-Star break, we're going to figure out who are buyers, who are sellers. So just to run down the lines right now here, we got a couple games starting in, uh, in three minutes here at the 7.05 window. Marlins and Pirates, which gets underway here shortly. We've got the Marlins dollar twenty. Uh, looking at at least the DraftKings line right now, dollar thirty favorites. Pirates coming back at plus one ten with a total of eight. Little juice to the over there. The other games again. These are you've only got about two minutes to get these bets in. Uh, Jason Steele goes for the Cubs tonight. That's our Apple TV Plus game minus uh, one forty.
40 is the Philadelphia, are the Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle Gibson will go there at Citizens Bank Park. Plus 120 back on the Cubs. Nine is your total. Little juice to the over at minus a buck 15. Other game just about to start. Jamison Tyone and the Yankees against uh, Tyler Wells and the Baltimore Orioles. Yanks $1.50 favorites here. Orioles coming back at plus 130. Little uh, under juice there to that nine total. JVT, first to bet of the night for you. Going to be in Boston. This one starts at 710 Eastern, so we'll talk about this one first. Kevin Gausman and the Toronto Blue Jays in Boston taking on Nate Eovaldi and the Sox. One of several big, big series that start tonight. Seeing Gausman and the Orioles at DraftKings minus a buck 20. Nine a total juice to the under minus a buck 15. And the Red Sox coming back here uh, even money. Yeah, so I laid 118 with the Blue Jays, and th- this is purely just a play against Eovaldi. Uh, if you yeah. look, the, the velocity is still down. If you look at his underlying metrics, you know, I like to go for that ERA FIP differential and start to play against some of those. 334 ERA, but a 460 fielding independent. Uh, not very good. We know he's had some problems with some home runs, two home runs every nine innings. Uh, it's purely just a play here against Eovaldi, who I think doesn't really have it. Um, so, yeah, I laid it with uh, the Toronto Blue Jays here. And on the other side, too, I mean, it doesn't um, – it doesn't hurt that I get Kevin Gosman on the hill with the Toronto Blue Jays, too. But for me, it's about playing a price I think should be slightly higher against a guy that's a little overvalued. And I, I will say this, uh, depending on how you value like expected ERA, you could make the argument that Gosman is one of those overvalued guys, too, because he has a two, uh, 287 ERA mm-hmm. by the 3.56 expected. I'm still more of a guy that waits a little bit heavier towards uh, the FIP and XFIP and so much more FIP this year because of the yeah. home runs and the balls. Uh, so I think Gosman still obviously rock solid here. So dollar yeah. eighteen a fair price. It's a great point you make because a lot of people will wonder, all right, well, why is some – because you sometimes have pitchers where maybe the FIP is much better than ERA, but the XERA is much higher, and people mm-hmm. wonder, well, why is that? You look at Kevin Gausman, his home run to five fly ball rate is only 3%. So if you're looking at expected ERA, you're usually taking what the average home run to fly ball rate is, which is much higher, more in like the 9 10% range. So that's why you're getting a 356 on his expected ERA. Meanwhile, his batting average on balls in play, which to us, I think you would agree with this, that's one of the stats I would – you know, I value more. Mm-hmm. Batting average on balls in play – your league average is around 290 to 295. Gal's been sitting at 373. So he's been pretty vastly unlucky on his balls in play. Hence his fielding independent pitching of just 185. Yeah, and I've also, you know, I've talked to Adam Burke about this as well. When it comes to the expected ERA, uh, apparently that weights heavily a uh, hard hit rate in what you give up there. Mm-hmm. And, and Gosman, for a guy who doesn't give up much, uh, but he does give up a lot of hard contact. Uh, his hard hit rate, I think right, I've got it right here, about 39, 40%. So that also is something that inflates that expected yep. ERA. But at this point for right now, over the last few years, the fielding independent and the expected fielding independent when the home runs were a little bit, uh, when the balls were not the way they are this year, uh, they were a little bit more reliable, so I've kind of, I've put still more weight on those. All right, play number one for Jonathan Von Tobel. Just looking around the market right now, I think the best you can get, uh, if you're you know, rest of country here or in Nevada, minus a buck 15 on Toronto and Kevin Gausman. The game, I know you're uh, an Angels fan, which is, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. first off, right, but right. you hey, it's a Shohei to it, day. To it. Shohei day tonight. This one starts in about 15 minutes. Shohei Otani Rain and delay, the Angels. Actually, we get to, oh. uh, yeah, we get to wait. We need to get to wait. Why, come on. Why Save are they the making us wait on Otani? This, we'll see when this one actually starts. So Charlie Morton and the Braves are playing host here. And at DraftKings right now, Braves a $1.50 favorite coming back on the uh, Otani-led Angels plus 137.5. Either, either sevens juiced over or seven and a halfs juiced under. No play for you in this game, uh, JVT. Any any angle that you'd look at with Shohei tonight? No, I, I think just, look, Otani, uh, this is something that I've been, we've, humans and I have talked about since the beginning of the year, and it's apparent now at this point. Uh, he's gotten just much better as a pitcher. Right, you know, in the past, you know, it, there's times still where his pitch count will go up because he can't find the strike zone. But he's gotten so much better at finding the strike zone. Uh, it has helped him out immensely, which is why he is so much better on the mound this year than he was last year. And he was still pretty solid for him last year. But like the thing is, Mike Trout uh, still on the injured list, uh, so that's not going to help this lineup. And this looks much more like the team that ended the year last year, which was Shohei Otani and then a whole bunch of guys in Angels uniforms who don't really hit the ball very well. And it's. Otani is just going to be a, a one-man wrecking crew if they're going to win a game like this. So I would not have a ton of faith. I think I'd rather back Otani when he's pitching at home and you're laying prices in those situations. Uh, but I would not be surprised to, to see him yet again kind of show out here and keep the Angels in a game like this. Just, again, yeah, as you mentioned, it's like a one-man show with Mike Trout on the aisle right now with the rib injury and already Anthony Rendon out for the season. It becomes even more of, of that uh, one-man band there in Atlanta. We'll keep you updated on when we get a start time for that. Right now we're showing 740 Eastern for Padre and Mets, another outstanding pitching matchup. You Darvish for the pods, Max Scherzer goes for the Mets, and a lot of respect here in the market for New York tonight. Uh, John, minus 180 there on the Mets, plus 
a buck 55 coming back on San Diego with a total of seven. This is, this is one of those classic ones where you look at it and you say, all right, like a first five under. I mean, what, what, what's it actually going to take for this to go over? I find myself a little skittish, only more because of Darvish, and he's been a little bit up and up and down. I, and I don't have any pregame plays tonight, mostly because I'm, I'm usually a little – we had this discussion last night. I'm usually a little hesitant. Just that first series coming out of the All-Star break, mm-hmm. it's a little bit kind of like opening day where you just don't necessarily know what you're going to get. Obviously, a lot more statistics and data to go off of. But I kind of want to see it from Darvish a little bit. Um, having said that, this Padres lineup has not been hitting whatsoever. Right. So maybe – I don't know. Maybe a team totally good target with Scherzer, but you're obviously going to have to pay a premium there based on the number. No, I would agree with all those. Look, the Padres right now, they're 19th in way to run created plus, and now they have to face Max Scherzer. Uh, who I think is going to perform relatively well here. And to your point about Darvish, like his numbers have evened out, but I, I would agree with the sentiment that you don't know what to get. Look at his last four starts before the before the break. Uh, a start against Philly where he gives up seven hits, three earned runs, um, no homers in that one. But then after that, gets beat up by the Dodgers, five earned runs, three homers. Uh, like, and then he has a quality performance against the Giants, only get beat up a little bit by the Diamondbacks. So mm-hmm. uh, I would agree with the, like while his numbers have evened out and he looks like he's about like a 350 fielding independent somewhere in that range, and you kind of expect that from him. I think it's 344 in his fifth. At the same time, he has been known for hot and cold stretches. I mean, he went through three straight starts where he gave up less than one earned run, and then he got his yeah. butt kicked for two consecutive I mean, starts. It's been, so. Yeah, six quality starts in his last seven. But the ones that have, you know, the, the ones that have been bad, it, you know, like you go into St. Louis, it get, gets rocked for five earned, goes into Dodger Stadium, gets rocked for five earned as mm-hmm. well. So look, Matt's certainly a, a patient lineup, one that you could argue has been overperforming. It's perceived metrics all year, but still, it's a lineup that's putting up runs, and so that's why for me, even on even that low total of seven, I'm, I'm going to stay away from from that looks like we do have a start time by the way in atlanta we're showing 8 20 eastern how okay. dare they make us an wake it an entire hour 8 20 eastern is expected to be that start between otani and morton once we get to the top of our next hour as well because we have another batch of games starting at the eight o'clock eastern window we'll, we'll preview all those games you have two other plays though uh, tonight uh, for the later games yeah uh, this is a, i think it's a five o'clock start right five ten. uh went with the over in um this game between the guardians and uh, the white Sox. Only because if you look at this, like between these two, uh, while you look at a guy like uh, Cal Quantrill, and I think on what pops is a 375 ERA, uh, has had some good outings. But again, when you're talking about playing some of these differentials here, 445 on the fielding independent, I think is a, a guy that has begun. We're talking about being a little overvalued. And I think at this point right now, when you're talking about Lucas Giolito, he is what, what he is at this point. His numbers are kind of tight across the board. Uh, maybe a little bit of some positive regression there. But 469 ERA, 428 fielding independent, uh, felt like playing this thing over at a minus one. 20 uh, was a shot worth taking. So did that. And uh, we talk about guys kind of getting away with murder. I think that's Marco Gonzalez who gets to start for the Mariners today uh, against this lineup in the Houston Astros. I think if anybody's going to kind of crack him finally, I think it would be Houston. So laid it with the Houston Astros. Same price as that uh, Blue Jays play actually in terms of 18. Yeah. Right. I'm seeing right about the, right about the same number there. 14 game winning streak for the Mariners. Yes. Then you have to go to the all-star break and (laughs) break it up, come back massive series against Houston who just swept a doubleheader from uh, the New York Yankees yesterday uh, and then that's Cal Quantra Lucas Giolito there in the Guardians and White Sox matchup uh, so Isaiah's play because again Isaiah does not want to show his face on, on screen here I mean John. he can talk can he, he we can, can he hear could. his, his he, dulcet he, tones he's, he's saying he's giving us the the mime like the, nope can't do it Isaiah is following he's taking a page out of the Jeff Parle strategy no grand slam prop tonight How, no uh, grand slam what's prop. the price on that plus uh 20 110 plus okay. 110 which Jeff Parle's infamously lost last weekend first on Julio Rodriguez grand slam then on Josh Hader's blown save on the last game of the night to Mike Yastrzemski uh, against the best closer in baseball I'll be rooting for you gives up a grand slam so whenever we get bases loaded we can at least have a sweat there's already second and third one out in the top of the second in this Reds Cardinal game so maybe uh, an early sweat we will get to some of the top headlines of the day some interesting news and notes we'll discuss next as well as NFL passing props just getting started here on a Friday night right here on primetime action At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We welcome you back in. It is primetime action on a Friday night. Busy show for us tonight. We'll have Jimmy Smith, host of SiriusXM's Unlocking the Cage, joining us at 830 Eastern. There's a UFC event across the pond this weekend. Starts bright and early tomorrow. And then Pete Futak, our good friend from collegefootballnews.com, joins the show 9 o'clock Eastern. We'll talk all things college football. Speaking of college football, Jonathan Von Tobel, you were just writing, uh, you're doing Mountain West previews for us. College football guide, which comes out soon here. Yeah, the college so. football betting guide comes out next week. Uh, don't quote me on the day, but it comes out next we don't, week. We won't. Don't worry. Uh, every single team previewed with win total opinions from all of our writers. I got to write the Mountain West. I write it every single year, and I cover it on the side as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. Like I said, not only win total suggestions on every single college football team, uh, but every single writer and contributor giving win totals as well. It doesn't have to be the conference that they covered. Yeah, um, A lot of good information in there, so make sure you check that out. And Beautiful. if you're a subscriber, you get it. So how about that? Bang. Meanwhile, it's what, $2.11 per day right now for the VEASAN Summer Special, $19 till the end of the month. Uh, we'll talk college football a little, little bit later here. Uh, as far as some of the top headlines for today, just want to touch on these briefly. Not necessarily the, the biggest uh, stories, John, but we did see Deshaun Watson. He reports to Brown's camp. That at least becomes official. Again, we figured he would, so not really a story there. Still waiting to hear what, what actually happens there in Cleveland. Uh, in the meantime, we, you get a bunch of a couple of teams here who did officially place a number of guys on the PUP list to open camp. Yeah. Of, of the interesting situations, Green Bay was, is, was kind of a fascinating one just because there were nine different players, including Christian Watson, the rookie, who will open on the PUP list. Elkton Jenkins, who came back at the very end of last year, was, was banged up most of that season, though, barely played at all for Green Bay. He'll start the year on the PUP list. Again, and this is not like you, this is kind of the training camp portion. It's mm -hmm. not the full regular season PUP list, but uh, Mason Crosby, their kickers on that list, Robert Tunyon, tight end, Dean Lowry, their defensive lineman. So that is the case for Green Bay. And then in Baltimore, same deal. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, who's had his, his injury problems well-documented, he, he opens on the PUP list. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, we had, had that, that uh, tweet storm back and forth between Dobbins and uh, Ian Rappaport last week, oh, yeah. where uh, jo actually earlier this week, where Dobbins said, Yo, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm going to be fine. He's on the didn't PUP even, list. I was say, didn't even say again. I'm not even going to be on the PUP list? I think he did, yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's on the PUP on list. list. So, anyway. Not, again, not the biggest story. Uh, Marcus Peters also on that PUP list for Baltimore. Again, not the, not the most earth-shattering news here, JVT, but at least coming into training camp. Those are two teams that have – I mean, when, it's kind of notable when you look at like eight, nine guys, many of whom are significant contributors here for per perceived Super Bowl contenders. Oh, well, and I mean, how about New Orleans too? I mean, Michael Thomas, Demarcus Davenport also yeah. uh, on the pup list ahead in training camp too. So, like you said, it's uh, July 22nd. Uh, you'll worry if these things start to linger. But uh, headlines nonetheless, especially when it's big names for teams that have aspirations yeah. to not only win a Super Bowl potentially, uh, but get to the postseason. Uh, really quick, if you want it, Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Jr. Oh. double, and then Alejandro Kirk. Oh, one of the best stories this year uh, with a um, – with a hit to get to first. I don't know if they scored it as an error or what because the first baseman fell off the bag. Uh, but regardless, 
You were Blue Jays have driven yeah, in a yeah. row? Wow. Blue Jays are up good one start for Boston. Good start for John. Look, we had uh, Wyatt Tomchuk last night in his PTA oh. debut behind the glass. Oh, no. And Isaiah, we got a base loaded since I didn't even Uh-oh. notice this. Got bases loaded in Cincinnati. Here we I'm go. Sweat. So why I kind of like this. It, this no, is good. So we had the same thing with Jeff. It was so fun. Every time there was bases loaded, and he's just sitting over there, like, cowering, just like, oh, my God. And we're just rooting for a grand slam. It was so The worst fun. thing about it is, like, your sweat never ends until yeah, the last game is over. Like, sneak, that's yeah, it's great. Sneak, sneakily. Uh, we had the same deal during the VEASAN, uh, the baseball betting pentathlon, where on the final day, Wes Reynolds went, his prop was Kevin Gausman to lead the entire night slate in strikeouts. Yep. So, like, every game, we're just like, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. And it was it was actually really fun. Uh, but you're you're up to a nice uh, 1-0 start there. Looks like they, looks like on Kirk they did rule it a base hit infield hit, single okay, there cool. for uh, in, infield. It was actually that got it because he first. hit it up the middle and it was kind of a tough play, so I wouldn't really rule yeah. it a fielding error. And so. then they and then uh, Bo Bichette RBI ground out there was uh, was technically how Toronto got their run. So one nothing there. Phillies have also struck first as well. One uh, nothing in Philadelphia. They get. Uh, to open things up, Kyle Schwarber, man, he's back at it. Yep. 30th home run. So we saw a judge do it last night. Uh, Parles had his 50 to one ticket on Schwarber to lead the majors in homers. He was not too thrilled with the <laughs> the garbage time homer by Aaron Judge, but uh, hits his 34th last night. That is number 30 for Kyle Schwarber. Where was it in the home run derby when he yeah. threw it for Albert Pujols? Huh? I'll see. Well, I mean, I didn't have anything on Pujols, but I, had, or excuse me, I didn't have anything on Schwarber. Top I just five, to... top five win in primetime action history was Kelly Bidlin with the uh, Pujols plus oh, well, like three thirty or whatever. You and I talked about it that like the <laughs> night before on the edge or the day or that day, and I was like, like, come on, we're we're up to minus three forty on a home run derby matchup. What are we doing? And then of course the best part was uh, the betters belly aching who laid that three forty price tag and be like, I want my money back. Like, uh, no. So I mean, yeah, kind of like. Bad on baseball for screwing it up, but also like if you were laying, you know, right. you kind of got what you deserve you know for laying like, a huge, you know what you're going huge price in a home run. It's a home run derby. Guys alas, cheat all the time. Alas, one, one nothing. Philly still batting there in the bottom of the first. We'll have one other uh, story we'll get to maybe a little bit later in the show uh, regarding the uh, the NBA here, potential trade between the Lakers and the Pacers that Mark Stein just reported. I want to get your thoughts, John, in a little bit. But for now, let's move on to some NFL passing props. We started doing some breakdowns of the AFC West last night on the show, thinking about the straight forecast here, teams we uh, expect to certainly challenge in that division. Uh, talking about p- potentially a Raiders team that is going to be right in the mix. Well, Justin Herbert is your overall leader for regular season passing yards. He, we did this whole exercise last night, John, in the AFC West with those quarterbacks. But uh, Herbert, who is plus 120 to lead his division, is plus 650 overall. Tom Brady, your second choice at 8-1, to one, along with Patrick Mahomes. And then it goes Stafford, Carr, each 10-1. to one. Uh, And then a bunch of other guys in that mid, uh, mid-teens range. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, each 12-1. to one. Is there a guy you feel like uh, has some, I guess, first on the, the top of the board, one that you would actually bet where normally, you know, a lot of these markets, you kind of look at the top and you just immediately start glancing bot to the bottom or at least further toward the mid tiers. Is there one at the top that you look at and are actually interested? in? Well, I actually, I, cause we, I talked about this on our new football show on Sundays, actually this specific market. I do think Herbert is, I know it's the favorite, but I think Herbert's worth looking at here. Second in passing yards last year, second mm-hmm. in passing attempts. Um, you're going to get, because you have the same offense coordinator, same system, all that stuff. Uh, you would assume similar output in terms of yardage and attempts there. Um, and I think when you look at everything overall, I mean, this is going to be something that, and here's the other thing that I think you always have to consider. If you look at last year, if you just talk about like DVOA, for example, and pass, uh, pass defense efficiency, all of the teams in the AFC West ranked 20th or lower in that regard. So he's also going to be taking on some secondaries that are like, eh, not really that great. Raiders point. aren't yeah. really that great, right? The Kansas City Chiefs uh, made some improvements, but they're really not one of the best secondaries in the National Football League. I think the Broncos have the reputation for being one of the best secondaries in the National Football League, but statistically, you can look across the board and find out that he actually, they really weren't that great last year. So I think that works in his favor, too. The right side of the offensive line is a little troublesome, so maybe he gets sacked a bunch and that works against you. But I actually thought Herbert at plus 650, and you can find, I think, like 7 to 1, 750, depending mm-hmm. on where you shop. I actually kind of like that, just given everything we just talked about there. I think Herbert is a rightful favorite and actually worth a play. And you think about how good he was and how good he's been even against pressure, even mm-hmm. with an offensive line that has been shaky at times. I totally get it. The guy I keep coming back to a little further down the board is Kirk Cousins, who's in the 18-1 to Dude, one range. And it's preach. Just, Oh, I, we're on the oh, same boat I'm here? St- oh. I'm so – Matt makes oh. fun of me all the time. I'm so pro Kirk Cousins. It's ridiculous. Statistically was – I always say statistically. you got to throw that out there, right? Yes. He was a top five quarterback in the National Football League last year across the board. If you want to do touchdowns, you want to do passing grade by PFF standards, you want to do turnover-worthy play rates, whatever you want to do, he was one of the best quarterbacks last year in the National Football League. There's a reason why this team had a seven-point or more lead in the first 11 games of the season. Mm-hmm. There's a big reason why. So I'm with you. New offensive system, they're going to get 
more aggressive with their sure. passing attack. I, I don't mean to steal your thunder, no, but no, I love no. Kirk Cousins. Thank you for stealing it. I'm, glad, I'm, glad I'm totally, I'm totally in boat. on this. Look, look, you also keep in mind, not only is it, and certainly the same defensive principles you just talked about, that definitely applies to the NFC North. We're getting right. two games against the Chicago defense, just a bunch of random bodies. Detroit, you expect to be a little better, but still lots of issues there in the secondary. Green Bay is the one team that, oh, they're, has, they're that, that is going to be very, very strong. You'll have to face there uh, in the secondary, but the fact that under Mike Zimmer, who we've come to now find out over the offseason, hated Kirk Cousins, did not, was not a big, he was not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan, we'll put it that way. And that he still throws for over 4,200 yards. I mean, the, the ratio is 35 touchdowns to 13 picks two years ago, 33 to 7 last yep. year. The guy still produced in an offense that was extremely maddening to watch for, I know, guys like you who really look into the advanced analytics, the, the deep dive stuff, and wanting to see efficiency there. And they had it at times with Cousins. They just didn't really trust him to utilize it. Yep. Still finishes ninth on the list last year. No, I, I I would agree with all of those things. Like when you're, when you now have a, a forward thinking offensive mind in control of everything uh, and a, you know, a guy who thinks, look, I'm, I'm mildly ageist, a guy who thinks in 2022, right. As opposed to 1980, mm -hmm. uh, that's really going to help. And if, you know, it, it also works in a guy like Herbert's favor, right? If you have a coach who's going to be more aggressive, which means you go for it a little bit more on fourth down, which would give you just that slightest bit of an edge in terms of potential attempts and whatnot throughout the entire, you know, in the entirety of a regular season, I, I would agree with that. Like I think cousins, it, Again, you're not asking him to, to be the best quarterback of the league. You're just asking him to rack up passing yards, and he has the potential to do that. And you kind of touched on it. This is a near elite receiving core, like with the top two guys. Like they, sure. They're really freaking good. Yeah. I would much rather take that bet than the – because we have the uh, passing touchdowns prop as well. I'd much rather do that than the, say, 20-1 to 1 on passing touchdowns just because mm -hmm. I'd have to think that – even you know, even though Kevin O'Connell is going to come in with that new wave thinking, right, of, of trying to of get spacing and ha use his pre-snap motion, use use guys in different ways to get them open. You still have to think down close to the goal line, like they want to rely on their horse, and you have Dalvin Cook, like he, that is a guy that they also have kind of screwed up near the goal line in, in the past. So at least for me, I'd more look at the passing yards there for Cousins. Just not a surprise here also to see Justin Herbert plus 550 right. passing right. touchdowns. But, I mean, is there one of these you lean more over, over the other? Like, would you rather just go yards since that's a little more of a predictive stat as opposed to touchdowns, which can be kind of random? At yeah, times? I think I'd probably go in that direction. Although I will say with Mahomes and some of the bigger receivers and uh, how he could find a little bit more success in some red zone situations, I would be intrigued by that. That is, that is definitely uh, possible. We've got some rushing props we'll talk about next. also want to pick JVT's brain on uh, this potential trade Mark Stein just threw out here a few minutes ago. Want to get his thoughts on that. We'll update the baseball scores as well. When we return here on Primetime Action. We are back on Primetime Action with the VEASAN Summer Special, which is available now through the end of July. It is only $19 where you get everything VEASAN has to offer till the end of the month. We're at what, nine days left, Jonathan Von Tobel. That means? That's how math works, I think. $2.11 yeah. per day. So, you, look, we started doing the countdown when it was a dollar a day, and now it's, man, two eleven. But you can, I mean, still not bad. You're, you're selling this really well for anybody who has purchased. Yeah. Well, you get Adam Burke's <laughs> daily MLB best bets, and you get NFL preseason coverage, and premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So that's go. pretty good. Point spread weekly is also included there. A live video stream whenever you want it. Again, only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. More importantly, though, next week, again, date to be determined college football betting guy now in the date i just don't remember the date the date has been determined oh it I, has I, been. yeah okay. i believe it is either tuesday or thursday so don't quote me on that all right um but i'll tell you what at some point before the calendar flips to next month correct that is fair because yeah. next friday is july 29th is again i'm really good at math in case you didn't know so we can at least point that out beeson.com slash summer meanwhile uh, young isaiah shaking in his boots back there we had a two-run base hit Cardinals have the bases loaded. They get a two-run uh, single from Tyler O'Neill, And then the Reds immediately put second and third in this game in Cincinnati. And Tyler Naquin, two-run base hit. So 2-2 two -two game already. Adam Wainwright struggling there. Of course, which, what pitcher doesn't struggle at Great American Ballpark oh. outside of Luis Castillo, really? 2-2 two -two game, bottom of the second. That's, uh, that division race. We'll talk about it uh, next hour, John, with, boys the, uh, with the Brewers. Yeah. My dollar, late $1.70 preseason thinking it was a great number on Milwaukee to win the NL Central. And it is, uh, to me, it is a t that's a total coin flip, that division right now. So oh, yeah. we're into daily divisional watch in the NL Central. Well, and the, uh, Steve Mackin, I'll have to pull up the exact number that Steve had. Um, 
But Steve did a great job of putting together all these trends, uh, you know, looking mm -hmm. ahead to the next half of the baseball season. And one of the ones uh, that he had was essentially the, the Brewers uh, positive against the NL Central and in a pretty big hole against every other team that is not in the NL Central. Just running it back from last year. Right. That was the deal. I mean, yep. no team had a winning record against over 500 teams a season ago. Yep. Brewers still on the division, and they're attempting to do exactly the same thing this year. Brewers play a little bit later. They host the Rockies. And, uh, wow, Wainwright gives up another. This one, a big hit. Donovan Solano, two-run shot, 4-2 Reds there in the, in the bottom of the second. Uh, it looks like that's the only, only scoring we've got that has happened uh, since we last updated things uh, around, uh, around the parks to this point. Yeah, still one nothing there, Blue Jays and Red Sox JBT yeah. on, the, uh, on the Blue Jays here. Gosman so. <laughs> uh, gave up a double to uh, Devers, but that was all the damage. He got nice. out of it. Uh, leadoff hitter on for the Toronto Blue Jays here. So we'll see if we can uh, get some damage against Evaldi. All right, Let's here go. we go. We. Mark Stein tweet. You ready for this? Oh, okay. You yeah, want to, JVT is coming in fresh, which I like. I'm yeah. in this, uh, this 20 team fantasy basketball league where get all these group texts and it's all these random tweets getting thrown around. So this is, I this found is, this interesting. This is a proposed trade. So them. this is a, yes, a proposed okay. trade. Now again, no deal is close, but this is for, you know, from Mark Stein, NBA insider for uh, New York times, Lakers and Pacers. They have indeed exchanged propo proposals on a swap to try to bring miles Turner and buddy healed to LA. Correct. Yep. Uh, so, well, apparently what they have, uh, what they have said, uh, I guess the Lakers offer was they were looking for draft compensation. They wanted uh, you know, Russell Westbrook trying to send him to Indiana in exchange for the $47 million contract. They are saying uh, unspecified draft compensation is what they are, is what they were looking at for Russell Westbrook. Okay. So run this by me again. So what are we looking at here? You're, so you're, go you're going, you're going Westbrook, uh -huh. Westbrook, presumably to Indiana right. with with some with some sort of picks, which is, would have been the situation of Brooklyn, I think that's probably why the that, same deal. Right. Yeah, yeah, like we want. I think they wanted both because the Lakers have control of two first round picks, 2027, 2029. Okay, so some draft compensation to go along because yeah, because you take them right. So it's you go with that, and they are thinking in some. I don't know if there it doesn't sound like there would be any like there wasn't any other piece added around that. It was okay. just Westbrook draft compensation, and then you get Turner and healed in return and it sounds like that was what they wanted oh if, okay if, so if i'm the pacers i want both first round picks in that regard then so that's yeah. i th it sounds yeah. like where the off so again they say no deal is close but it probably it sounds like the it was probably maybe I would, I would guess one pick and they probably wanted multiple right uh, and you did it and so that's, that's the thing wrong. they don't have that many first round picks and that's why too when a lot of people were and i even think lebron made some weird comment or if there was somebody he like one of the gms was it the rams gm that he he was like a big fan of right and he's oh, like yeah, that right. guy goes all in or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, well right. because he wanted them to trade their yeah. first round pick the problem was they only had one and if they like you know if you actually knew how to run your team you'd realize that if you waited the offseason you control two which they do now so you can ship off more if you want and i think that's the sticking point with brooklyn brooklyn was like yeah give us two first round picks Russell Westbrook, we'll trade you Kyrie. And yeah. I think that was his hold up there. And it sounds like that's the hold up there too. Just guessing and reading between the lines. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, reading but between the lines. They don't want to give up the second first round pick. And everybody else is like, <laughs> okay, have fun with Russ. Yeah, you can say unspecified compensation all you want. I mean, they don't really have anything else. Unless yeah. it, but we all kind of know that's. Unless the Lakers were really stuck up on a second round pick, right? Like, yeah, you know, I don't know about this, Indiana. We got to yeah. keep that second round pick. I'd have to think, you know. Boom. Oh, two, two run, run bomb shot. there in, uh, in Toronto, by the way. Getting knocked around so, early. Let's uh, go. That's good, good handicap so far on the Boston starter tonight. That is, uh, oh, Look Matt that. Chapman, 16th bomb of the year. That so tater tot right in the middle of the plate. Let's go. Wow. Three nothing. Toronto in that game. So we just talked about most passing yards, passing touchdowns here in the NFL. Let's look at some of these uh, rushing props as well. You're a Colts guy, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, and Jonathan Taylor. Is your favorite right now? Plus he spells it properly, by the way. J O N A T H A M. Yeah, yeah. I was I Jonathan. I know. There's people who throw H's in my name all the time. Yeah. There's I also a lot of people who tell like go with Van Tobel, even though it's an O, and it really irritates me. But I don't know. When we started calling Isaiah. He's known as Von Vrinkel. Okay, here. I like it. So we as kind of an I don't know if that's an homage to you or that just somehow happened. You got to ask Matt Brown. Well, I had a buddy in high school whose last name was uh, Friedel. Uh, right? Like, you mm -hmm. know, of a German yeah. type of descent. Uh, his last name is as well as mine. Right. His actual last name was Von Friedel, but they took out the Von for whatever reason. Us Tobles, though, we are proud. Proud of Von. Tobles, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Who, ta who takes out a Von? It's like, who throws a shoe? Rushing yards. Rushing yards? Who takes out Anyway, to rushing yards. It's Friday, you know. John, <laughs> it's a Friday. Jonathan Taylor, here's your favorite at plus 450. Derrick Henry, who we have seen battle uh, injury, at least last season we did, plus 650 here. 
uh, those are your two pretty clear favorites. And it goes Chubb, Cook at 10 to 1. Just had the conversation about what we expect out of Kevin O'Connell's offense in Minnesota. Certainly perceive that to be more passing, at least, uh, at least in the middle part of the field for Kirk Cousins. And then you go Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, a couple guys in the AFC North each at 14 to 1. Is, uh, it, it would appear on the surface that this is Taylor's, uh, this Taylor's title to lose here. Are you feeling the same way? Do you feel like Henry is a real threat here in potentially a bounce back season for So him? I think, and I got to go back and, and refresh my memory. Maybe Isaiah, you can go look back. When Derrick Henry went down, if I remember correctly, Taylor was not going to sniff the rushing title. Like Henry was running away with it, pun intended. Um, and then, you know, Taylor, he gets hurt. Taylor, of course, takes over from there, and he, he wins the award. So my problem with that, first off, is, you know, it wasn't like we remember it as a dominant rushing season for Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. and it was to an extent, uh, but it's not like he ran away with this on his own. He did have a little bit of help. And then on top of that, the addition of Matt Ryan, what does that do for you as an offense, right? Mm-hmm. How many attempts does that take away from Jonathan Taylor? Like, their base identity is going to be running the ball, but you could argue – that Matt Ryan's the best quarterback they've had since Andrew Luck has been in the system with Frank Reich, the year that they lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round. Um, you know, Phillip Rivers is good, and, you know, like uh, after that, there's really been nothing for this team. So does Matt Ryan's presence alter a little bit of some of the load that Jonathan Taylor's going to get, and does that thus ultimately uh, take you away from winning that title as a really short shot at plus 450? That's what be my worry it. with yeah. Taylor. You know? uh, for what it's worth there, Henry, so yeah, after eight games, as you alluded to when he was hurt, he was on a pace to rush for 1,991 yards. Right. Taylor got to 1,811. So yeah. to, and it's still a pretty big gap. Yeah. So. Um, and again, you would have, and presumably too, that workload would have only ramped up. Like that's probably a conservative estimate given the schedule that the Titans had, the fact right. that they would have probably relied on Henry Moore to run the ball. So I get it. It's just, do you also trust Henry plays a full 17 this year? That's another that too. Here. And so I think for me, so I'm looking around like the middle of the board and like the, for me, the eyes focus on Nick Chubb Two, I think it was two years ago. I had Chubb to lead the league in rushing and he lost it in the final week to Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, might've been three seasons ago, whatever it was. The Browns, of course, we know that whatever the suspension is going to be for Deshaun Watson, he's not going to be there at the beginning of the season. Um, with Jacoby Brissett seemingly leading the way or my guy, the Rosen one, Josh Rosen, um, Matt Ewans likes to make fun of me. I was really high on Josh Rosen when he came out. Um, Chubbs, I think, is a decent candidate for that. But then again, you have the two-headed monster and how much that eats into his workload. Mm -hmm. But you would think that Cleveland, already a run-heavy team, is going to lean into it a little bit more, given the fact they don't really – you don't want to say they don't trust their quarterback – but that they want to take off the pressure of Jacoby Brissett as much as possible, yeah. which would lead to some opportunity for Nick Chubb. And nifty stat for the Browns, um, on designed rushes over the last, I think it's three seasons, I think they're averaging about 4.7 yards per carry, something ridiculous like that. And it helps when you have a great O-line <laughs> right. too. Right. A great offensive line and great design with your running attack. I think Chubb at 10-1 to would be a, a pretty sneaky good option if you're not going with the yeah. top two. Finished second last year, 1,259 Yards for Chubb. It's just a matter of how much do they? Uh, do I got they excited. I thought Isaiah was going to say something, but he was just telling us there's a minute left. That's what the little yeah. finger wave was. Yeah, yeah that's what the, the, that's the behind the scenes thing. The producers do that. Well, usually you do One this because you have something to say, and then they know. I was like, oh wait, no. There's oh, it was yeah. you. You yeah. You jumped the gun. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Didn't you had uh, didn't you have Damian Harris at like hundred to one last year? That was your your bomb a season ago. It was. You, you yeah. don't have. He got no off to a good start and like. He, I mean, he, he finished there. top. Uh, what he finished tenth last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, was, he was good. So there's no bomb though that you're looking at this year. That no, is I, in well, that range. I will say I haven't. I haven't not really. Uh, Dove 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 head first into the dived. Uh, yeah, Divin, Divin? Uh, like into the, uh, the rushing market like I did last year at this time. Um, but I will say I do think it's going to be a down year for the Patriots. So. Mm, so. No, Damien. Hence. No love for him. Hence that. I want to get your thoughts, too, on uh, NBA Futures. Summer League wrapped up. You were right. just Jonathan Montobel. He was there. We had we did shows every single day of Summer League last week. So I want to get his thoughts. Some of these Rookie of the Year, Title, Eastern, Western Conference sounds. We'll do all that, plus updating the baseball scores on the other side right after this. Primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Back with Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Ben Wilson. Isaiah Wrinkle, our producer behind the glass. Uh, looks like no scoring, uh, John, since we, since we last updated everything. Although they are now underway at City Field in New York. So Scherzer and the Mets, that just started there after about a half-hour rain delay. And the Padres, nothing, nothing in the, uh, in the top of the first. And it looks like we'll, get to, we'll finally get Otani and the Braves, uh, Otani and the Angels against the Braves and Charlie Morton here in about a half hour. Gordian so, yeah. slip. Only 18 months left on the deal for Otani. I mean, He's maybe. Like, yeah, I we're all it, focused on the Juan well, Soto it, next year. Uh, oh, man. Well, that too. But don't uh, worry. I don't want to go down that path. All indications. You, well, you want to, you will, If you open the can of worms, I say you trade Otani and Mike Trout, but that's just me. So. Blow it all up. Do it. <laughs> They've been terrible. For, no, see, you're going to no. See, I'm not going to do it. No, I, so I didn't want to do it because I know it's, it's tough. We haven't had any more uh, bases loaded situations either. No, nah, I've been kind of disappointed at least shame. to get like the, the blood pumping a little bit here. Yeah, you know what come I mean? on. Make, make Isaiah sweat back there. I was going to say, like, so we had Wyatt. It was his debut last night as producer on PTA. Immediately okay. comes in, firing on multiple baseball bets. There you go. Goes 2-0, and so good for Wyatt. And you've got uh, here, your, technically, your PTA on-air debut. Three bets tonight. Yes. Not well, that you made those host. just because it was primetime action, but we, we respect the hustle here. There you go. That you're, you know, and you're up right now. There you go. 3 nothing Blue Jays. Blue Jays minus 118, Astros minus 118, and then the Guardians-White Sox over 8, minus 120. I should also note, too, that that Guardians-White Sox game, vast majority of the markets at 8.5 shaded to the under. Uh, so yep. it felt like laying the 120 over at Circa uh, and going over. Yeah. And that is still available there. If you're at uh, DraftKings right now, you can still get an 8, a uh, little bit of juice to the over still at uh, minus 120. You should have seen Wyatt uh, Tom Trick's face last night. Like He was so excited. Every time anything happened, he was just getting, he was pumping just the pumping, fist. Yeah. It's a great feeling here on here on primetime action where we sweat sports live. I was gonna say at least point thank God John Goulet put me on Friday because if you guys had me any of the other days, I don't know what we would have done for three hours. Tell you that much. We we got through it. We talked. We did Premier League futures. Okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> we did. I mean, the home run derby was actually really fun. That, yeah, I mean, well, that, that thing gets out that of hand. Cool, yeah. And that, yeah. Um, talking more like yesterday. Yeah. Well, we've survived. Here right. we are. It's Friday. And now we get to do a fun segment talking uh, talking NBA futures, which we haven't really hit on right. in a few weeks. Now I'm sure for you, you've been in, you've been in this NBA bubble here for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I felt like I've never left. I went on you, vacation you for haven't. a little bit, and yeah, still. But still not left. so coming out of summer league, it, it was interesting to see how how good Paolo Boncaro and Chet Holmgren looked in very very limited action. So good, in fact, that the teams were like, "Okay, you guys are good. You yeah. can go home." This is, it's funny here. how the you know I think of summer league and I think of like the Bucks with Larry Sanders, where they were like, <laughs> as, pun "As punishment, we are sending you back to summer league." And he infamously fouled out of a game. For those who don't know, you have to you have to have ten fouls to foul out in summer right. league. So now it's kind of the reverse here, where these teams, it almost feels like kind of a one of those just those requirements that you just have to do. So all they want to do is see a little bit. 
But it's no, it seems like no more than just a charade of getting the guys in the jersey, getting them in front of the fans, and at least as long as you see some positivity, you're good. So, Boncaro Holmgren, if, if we look at Rookie of the Year now, those are your two favorites. They looked really, really good in Summer League. I'll start off by, uh, by uh, I should say, Jabari Smith, the uh, Juniors. Uh, yeah, is, he, you're, is, you're right. Is, I don't know. I think that's a little uh, out of date. Is so, yeah, yeah, I think he fell back after. Palabin Carroll plus 350 over at Ben MGM. Chen Holgren at plus 375. Yeah, Jabari 650. Yep, yep. Six to one. Well, at least at Nevada, six to six yeah. to one for Jabari Smith Jr. Keegan Murray at plus 650, and then you get to the uh, the double digit. Then shots. you go down. So I'll start off by asking this: of the guys you watched in person, it's it's always that classic case of like we t- we get, we fall in love with certain guys at summer league, and they're playing against you know either fellow rookies or guys who are on the very, very edge of NBA rosters. So it can be dangerous to do this, but was there a guy you kind of either fell in love with or felt better about said prospects coming into the year? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple. I think first off, uh, outside of the obvious of Paolo Bencaro, I think mm. your eyes go straight to Keegan Murray. Uh, Keegan Murray made it look really easy uh, at times. And I think when you talk about a guy like Keegan Murray who can clearly go get his if he needs to, uh, an efficient shooter from the floor, can add rebounds as well to his team, so he contributes in other ways in terms of winning, also is going to get a pretty solid, close to elite guard play with De'Aaron Fox. Um, that's a situation that sets up really nicely for him. Obviously, DeMontis Sabonis still there too. Like that's, it's going to be a group that he's going to fit in really well with from a basketball standpoint. And it looked like his game is going to translate to the NBA. Again, it's summer leagues. So you don't want to freak mm-hmm, out too much. Right. But when you're talking about comparison to other rookies, Keegan Murray is going to be a dude who definitely jumps off the page to potentially win this thing. And, you know, again, as we talk about with all of these, you know, shop around. He's in the range of like 650. You can find him at about 8-1 to one or so. Uh, but I think Murray is the first one that comes to mind. And if you're going double digits and he's just barely there at double digits, uh, Benedict Matherin was freaking awesome. That was, yeah, that was yeah. a guy that I noticed. Really good, yeah. really good. Shot about 38%, I think about like four and a half, three-point attempts per game, if I remember his uh, stats correctly. Looked really comfortable. And again, talking about the situation he's going to be in, which really helps, Indiana clearly kind of looking at retooling here a little bit. Uh, it is a good backcourt, but it's a young backcourt. It's mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton. It's Chris Duarte. It's going to be him. He's going to run with those guys. He's going to fit in really nicely. You'd think they're going to go with some right. three-guard lineups and get some run out there too. And I, I Mathurin looks like he's going to be really, really good. So I think if you're talking about double digits, you're going with uh, him. And outside of that, like, I think you got to see the rest of these guys a little bit more. I don't think it's impossible, obviously, for some of these double-digit shots to kind of rise up and become a little bit more uh, more viable as a candidate. And I will say this. Jabari Smith Jr., I wouldn't sell just because of what happened at Summer League. When he gets Jalen Green, when he gets Kevin Porter Jr., when that floor opens up a little bit more for him and those three-point shots are just you know a little bit more open, he gets the flow in the offense, I think he'll look a lot better than what he did at the Summer League than playing with, like, you know, I like Ty Ty Washington, but it'll look a little bit better than when he's playing with Ty Ty Washington and the other guys that they had out there. So I wouldn't sell on Jabari Smith Jr. quite yet, but I think those those two, Keegan Murray, Benedict Matherin, that's where I'm going with immediately in yeah, terms and, of the uh, candidates. Right, Smith falling from about three and a half, four to one now. He's in the plus 650 near, uh, near seven one range. It's funny with like a guy like Matherin, and we're in that point now in the NBA where you see so many you know, 18, 19 year olds come in, especially uh, with foreign backgrounds who are just so ready to go now right away. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been the thing. And you look at Matherin, sure, he's a rookie, but he's 20 played in the, I covered him at the NBA global Academy when they, when they were here in Vegas, this was when he would just committed to Arizona ends up playing that whole, like he plays that first Arizona. You're kind of in the shadows. Cause they were, they had the postseason ban and no attention was really on him. And he, I mean, they were playing Matherin like 40, 40 minutes a game, pretty yep. consistently. So he's a guy with two pretty full, consistent years of college basketball under his shoes. I don't, I don't know about you, but I look at him and I don't, I don't see a guy who's fresh out of college. Like he seems like a guy who is as pro ready as anybody. And that's, you're certainly looking for fit and team and system, but it's also just maturity, right? For a guy who's going to come in and be forced to adapt to the NBA system right away. That's, I mean, I get that with Matherin over almost anybody, not that necessarily he has the most talent, right? Mm -hmm. But certainly by maturity, that's, that's the one guy to me that that stands out. Well, and, and kind of along to your point, these guys have been playing basketball almost since they were born, right? They, you see on a year-to-year basis, rookies come in and they are just, they're just ready. They're, this last year's rookie class was tremendous. And you can go super. I, I had a ticket on Franz Wagner to win rookie of the year at 40 to 1. Any other year, he wins that award. He was tremendous, right? Um, uh, Josh Giddy. Any other year, yep. he wins rookie of the year. But this class was so good last year. We know about the top three rookies from last year, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, and um, Scotty Barnes, right? But these classes are getting deeper and deeper. Herb Jones, another name who was a rookie last year, who could argument make an all-defensive team, right? Like these guys just come in and they're ready to go. And that's why, too, like at this point of the year, when we're talking about July and getting ready, 
don't sell on any of these kids because once you get into sure. an NBA type of setting, and even like let's take a look at like Shaden Sharp for example, right? Shaden Sharp has a lot of intrigue around him. We've barely seen him. I saw one jump shot from baseline live, <laughs> and I fell in love. He was awesome. It was such a clean yeah. look. But then he tears small labrum tear. He can't play anymore. But even a guy like him, uber athletic, super springy, has a nice jump shot. By the time you get to him playing next to Damian Lillard and the space that he's going to get, Anthony Simons, he could take off too. So yeah, I wouldn't. Those two that we named are my top candidates. But by no means should you scratch off any of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Is it, all, is it one of those things, too, where now that we've seen just how, not necessarily the parody, but just the general talent pool of these classes, and you, mm-hmm. we kind of think, right, going forward, we'll probably see more, not to say that last year was necessarily like a one-off, but you think that you're probably more likely to see a lot of these classes where you have a bunch of guys who are ready to contribute. Does that lead you in a spot where you're not wanting to go, not take an insane flyer just because... As far like if you're thinking about like win equity and thinking of a guy who can actually win this, mm-hmm. there's just so many guys he's going to have to compete with where it's not like you're just finding some needle in the haystack who happens to be better than the rest, since that might not actually be likely. Kind of like what we talked about with the Franz Wagner from last year. Yeah, and and look too, I mean, so Aaron Moore, who is a contributor for us, uh, wrote about this when he was talking about. Um, um, Major League Baseball MVP bets, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he called it the phrase like an anchor bet. Essentially, like a ticket you can take that you know is going to be at the top of the board there that you can hang on to for value, and then you can find your way around the board you know, as the season progresses. And for me last year, that was Evan Mobley, right? Evan Mobley gets off to an incredible start. So bet him at three to one, sit on him. He's a favorite all year long. You can see that Scotty Barnes is making a push. Clearly it's down to those two. You can take a plus price on Scotty Barnes, which you did at plus 750. You're locked into something there and you're going to be fine. And that's how you should handle these. But yeah, you're right. Like, man, there, there's going to be a lot of candidates, a lot of candidates once the season begins. And rookie of the year, it's hard to track for some of these books. So it's an advantage for, for something sure. like that. All right. Rookie of the year. That's our, that's the best eight minute breakdown we're going to have of rookie of the year. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously selfish and biased, John. But, you know. By the way, if you want something, if you want my more like kind of nerding out, go back to the 2018 draft uh, for the NBA. If you want to talk about how good these young guys are, oh. all the way through the second round, there, there's contributors nice. across the board. Yeah, no question about it. We'll maybe get to some NBA futures if we have time a little bit later. I know we've got some Kevin Durant next team odds we're going to sneak in here on a Friday night. But up next, We'll update all the scores, preview our 8 o'clock Eastern baseball games that start in about 15 minutes. Have a lot to still to get to on the show. Talk some UFC, a little college football. That is all still to come. One hour down right here on Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.